What's up guys, this is Andrew Frezza, and this is the start of a brand new era of the Seven Figure Box Podcast, which is no longer gonna be called the Seven Figure Box Podcast. We are switching it over to Care Coach Lead. And today I'm gonna give you guys an update on everything that's been going on for the last four to six months. I'm gonna talk to you about the rebrand and why we're making this change and what the future and vision looks like for Care Coach Lead and the new vision, the new brand moving forward. So uh, it took me a while to sit down and actually start recording this podcast. I've been kind of dragging my feet for a few weeks here. And I think it's more, not because I'm not excited to share this content and talk about the new brand, but more about this specific episode and how do I uh, really talk about the last four to six months and provide an update and and do it in a succinct way and do it in a valuable way um, and just be open and honest with you guys about what's going on and things I've been thinking about over the last six months and things that I've struggled with or um, things that I've used to kind of help me find this new direction and get excited about this new direction uh, with a new brand. So I want to give you guys an update on the gym to start and talk a little bit about just how that's played into everything and um, and and also just be open so you guys can can uh, relate and and hear what another gym is going through during a really difficult time with COVID. So, um, you know, for us, we've been really lucky in Florida, you know, compared to most gyms across the world. So really, I have I don't have any complaints in that sense. And, you know, I take a lot of ownership for um the, the struggles we've had as a gym, but it's definitely been a tough, you know, last year and a half, almost two years with COVID and everything that's happened. But, you know, what's interesting to me is that the toughest part has really been more this past summer leading into the early fall, more so than the initial lockdowns and things like that, that we faced early on in 2020. Um, you know, early on in 2020, it was almost easier because we were just in reaction mode. It was just like, okay, shut down the gym, loan out equipment, make this change, this decision, this adjustment, and you're in crisis mode and you're just, you don't really have time to, to take a step back and, and think too much. It's just make a decision and go. And, you know, we got a chance to reopen last summer and we also were benefited from having two PPP loans. So that allowed us to really make up for a lot of the missed revenue and really put kind of a band-aid on this uh, COVID situation long enough to get the gym back up and running, get some momentum back up. And when we hit March of 2021, March of 2021 was was the first month for us a year later that looked like a pre-COVID month in terms of revenues and uh, not quite in membership, but definitely in revenue numbers. Um, but it was kind of a false sense of we're back because April kind of saw a drop off and then uh, May and June dropped off a little bit more. And then for us, summer's typically a little bit slower. So um, we had a slow summer and then we combined that with another wave of COVID, uh, probably the Delta variant in Florida for us in that August, September timeframe, late July as well where you kind of had a slow summer combined with this second wave of COVID and we didn't have to shut down or anything like that, but just you could see the, the customer consumer sentiment 
was a lot of people were still staying out of the gym. A lot of people were still concerned. And it's really hard to put a number on that. It's really hard to, to say exactly what that caused. But I would say, you know, 10 to 20% of people, you know, potentially more are just not either ready to come back to the gym or not ready to start at a gym because of those concerns. You know, and we had some people that came in, were excited to start, did a no sweat intro, were ready to go and just said, you know what, I'm going to hold off a little bit longer because of what's going on right now with, with COVID. So things have died down for us in Florida um, in terms of the number of cases and things like that. So we're in a better spot just in terms of the macro environment in Florida. And then we've also started to put some money back into marketing and getting that momentum going, that lead generation, our sales, and doing some things which we're gonna talk about in the, in the months ahead, the episodes ahead here of what's working for us and, and what I think you guys can do to move in a positive direction going forward. But really just wanted to kind of update you for now of, of where we were at. So we had to make changes in the business. Uh, we had to make some pay cuts in the business um, in terms of how much we were paying for classes, how much we were paying for personal training, and really taking any role that we had in the gym and saying, is this a 100% necessary role? How can we do that role more efficiently? How can we do it in less hours? And, and really looking at every expense that we had to say that is this necessary or is this the most efficient use of this expense for the result we're trying to create. And, um, and yeah, with, that led to um, some pay cuts. And, and to kind of take a step back and, and put you guys in our position a little bit is prior to COVID, we were basically growing at over 20% per year in terms of revenues. So a lot of our expenses, even though we know we're a physical location gym and there to a certain degree is a physical limit to how long that 20% growth can, can sustain itself, um, but to a certain degree, we felt confident that we could maintain 10 to 20% growth just really indefinitely, um, unfor you know, unforeseen this uh, global pandemic coming through. So a lot of our expenses were sort of built with this cushion built in. And as you guys know, as I've talked about on this podcast so many times before, we believe so strongly in the professional coach. We believe so strongly in creating career opportunities for coaches. We will oftentimes put that mission ahead of the business's success. And we've learned over the years not to do that because the business is the vehicle that allows the coaches to have long-term success. So we have to keep the vehicle strong and moving and, and producing the revenues that's gonna allow us to pay our coaches really well and provide the opportunities for them to have those careers. Um, but basically, if you look at our numbers in in the 12 months prior to COVID, we did the same amount of revenue that we did in the 18 months, 17, 18 months since COVID started. So it basically took us 17, 18 months to accomplish the same total amount of revenue that we did in the 12 months prior to COVID. But with that said, our expenses weren't any lower. They were actually higher in those 17 to 18 months than they were in the 12 months prior on a month to month basis, not just because it was six more months, but because of the month to month costs going up. And that was specifically because our coaches had built in raises over the years based on their experience levels. And we were now spending more on cleaning duties with both cleaning products and front desk hours to provide more cleaning. So we had to take a hard look at that. Our expenses by far 
are skewed towards staff. I mean, if you look at our expenses, so much of our money goes to staff. And like I said, we love investing in staff, but even that mindset that that can get out of hand if it's not reined in from time to time. And we reached a point in August this year where we had to rein it in. We had to make adjustments. Otherwise, the, the business was just going to be bleeding money every month and and put us in a position where the viability of the business long term is potentially at risk. So we made some pay cuts short term. And in order to keep the long term vision of the coach in the vision, we added a profit sharing model that would allow our coaches once the gym was kind of back to where we knew it could get to, our coaches had the ability to make as much or potentially more. They have the ability to make as much or potentially more when that profit is there in a key way again. So the last couple months of us for us have been noticeably profitable now and the business is in a healthy place again. So we feel really confident moving forward with the staff that we have and the structure that we have and the upside for the staff to still have that ability to share in the business's success and, and see the fruits of their labor come back to them in the form of a profit share, which I'll talk about that in, in more detail in other episodes. Um, but we did lose a coach as a result of that, um, that change that we made, those changes that we made. And you know we're just running the business, the, the gym a lot leaner now. That's our goal. I'm really inspired by, by people like my friend Chris Thorndike um, who I've had on the podcast many times and and how he really focuses on efficiency in his business and not having that extra bloat. So we still have a lot more offerings and a lot more moving parts to our business than he has. For those of you that know know how he runs his gym, but we've definitely taken a lot of the principles that he's applying and figured out how can we best apply them in our model and what we're trying to create moving forward. So that's really the, the update on FitTown. And then for Seven Figure Box, um, as you guys have seen, you haven't seen a lot of podcasts. Um, actually, over the last five months, I've only recorded and released four episodes since the end of June. And part of that time was spent building out and running a cohort through our Rockstar Coaching course. So we did the first version of the Rockstar Coaching Intensive, which was a group of gym owners and their coaching staffs that went through our 12-week updated Rockstar Coaching course. And I thought it went really well. I loved working with the gym owners that we had in that group. We did a weekly Zoom call with the gym owners and that was ex extremely valuable for me. Um, I got a lot of feedback that it was valuable for those owners that were part of it. If any of you guys are listening, I really enjoyed having you in that group. But the problem with that was that I was re-recording and updating the course as we were going through it. And the course was already built out prior as an eight-week course. And I figured, oh, it won't be too much extra work to turn this into a 12-week course and to update any of the content that I feel like needs to be updated. Well, with my tendency to, to want to make things really perfect and have this kind of perfectionist mindset, um, I ended up spending a lot more time and energy each week updating the course, updating the videos. Um, we added quizzes to each chapter. We added assignments and um, exercises that we could do at the end of each, each lesson each week. 
So we really built out a, a really comprehensive course that we're super proud of. And it just took a lot of time and energy though. And that took my focus away from the podcast. And that kind of lined up with this time in the business where we had to dive into fit towns, expenses and revenues and really go through every, you know, unturn, uh, turn over every stone from an expense standpoint and get that dialed in. So I was really wrapped up in those two things and, and decided, okay, let me just step back for the podcast from the time for the time being and and figure out where I want to go. And there was other things kind of in the background with that, which is I have a lot of gym owner friends and relationships now in the industry and seeing a lot of really good gym owners leave the industry kind of like deflated me a little bit in a sense. And you know, I'm someone that definitely like I I came in a came up from a team sports background. So I really thrive in kind of a team or community setting. And, um, you know, I like, I'm introverted as well to a certain degree. So I do like my alone time. But when it comes to like business success or athletic success, I'm really a team, team guy. So I, I really thrive when I see others doing well and I see others having success. And I think that seeing some really good people leave the industry, having to have their gym shut down over the last year and a half really kind of took away from my motivation and excitement to want to keep doing the podcast, if I'm being being honest. So um, that was another reason I wanted to just kind of take a step back and, and recalibrate a little bit and figure out what direction that I wanted to go moving forward with all of this. And I would say even prior to this, um, you know, these last few months, it had been in the back of the mind, my mind that Seven Figure Box wasn't really aligned with the message that I wanted to have and the type of content that I wanted to create moving forward. And you guys have probably seen it, those that are more longtime listeners of this podcast, you've probably seen how I've shifted more towards coaching and coaches development topics in in what I like to talk about on this podcast. And you know, as I step, took a step back and looked at what I'm most passionate about, it really is uh, the coaching side. And I really feel like I have a lot to offer in that sense as well. So that's part of it is that um, if I if I were to just kind of do an honest assessment of where I can offer the most value today to you guys around the world, it really is in the coaching realm. I think in the business realm of things, I have a lot to offer. But if I were to compare myself to others out there that are, are offering business advice like Chris Thorndike, like Chris Cooper, like Stu Brower, like Sean Pastooch, some of these people that I work with and admire, I think a lot of them are doing things just as good or better than me out there. But when it comes to the coaching side of things, I really just don't see anybody putting out the, the type of content that I wish I had, that I wish our coaches had, that I wish you know I had nine years ago or 10 years ago when I started coaching. And I see a big gap. I see a big white space in the market where uh, coaches are not really getting the practical coaching skills that they need, the, the uh, well-rounded approach to coaching that they need to really be able to become uh, great career professional coaches. So I feel a, a combination of that's where I have the most value to add, as well as that's where I feel the biggest gap in the market is today. And I really wanna help develop coaches 
to make this a real career and become professionals. And I'm going to take a step back for a second now and just kind of talk about um, why why I think we exist as a gym, why we why coaches exist, why fitness trainers exist, and this was part of my introspective thinking over the last few months of I've been in this thing for 10 years now. Am I ready to move on to something else or do I want to continue to uh, dig into this industry, this field and continue to become great in this area or do I want to you know, leave the industry, sell the gym potentially and move somewhere else? And I think that anytime you guys are weighing these decisions, it's important for you to look at truly if you were to go in a different direction how would that look and feel to you and you know we talk about whenever we're making a decision if it's not a hell yeah it's a no and i think that sometimes when we're in in an industry we're in a job we're in a profession for a given period of time that thing could be a hell yeah for us but because of the monotony of the day-to-day or the repetitiveness of the day-to-day or because shifts in our mindset or approach happen over time and there's an evolution, the thing that was or is a hell yeah for us may not actually feel like a hell yeah to us on a day-to-day basis or a moment-to-moment basis. So an example of that is when we made these changes with FitTown and we did these pay decreases, you know, plus this profit sharing, I told all the coaches, like, I want you to legitimately, because a lot of coaches were, were really upset or just, you know, maybe upset's not the right word, but they were, you know, it definitely had a, a, an effect on them and their morale. And what I wanted them to do was to really honestly think about quitting and honestly think about if, if I were to leave this position, what would I do instead? You know, or another way to think about this is, you know, two years ago when I accepted this position, if if I would be told that in two years you'd be able to work these hours, these classes, these personal training sessions, you'd have these roles outside the gym, and you'd be making this much money plus the potential to make more via profit share. If you went back to where you were when you started and now you looked at the new opportunity, not the not the opportunity compared to what you had a month ago or two months ago, but you looked at the new opportunity compared to what you really wanted out of this career, would that be ultimately fulfilling for you? Would that be exciting for you? Would you be proud of where you are today versus where you wanted to be two years ago when you first accepted this position? And if, if you can honestly say that, it's a hell yeah for you, you would be really proud and really excited to be where you are, then it shouldn't matter if if it's not exactly the path that you thought you were going to be on a month ago or two months ago when the pay was lined up a certain way or where your hours or your classes were lined up a certain way. You know, you have to be able to take it back to uh, the basics, the foundation, what, what I'm going to call first principles, and we'll talk about this concept of first principles a little bit more. And you have to understand, is this a hell yeah or a no for you? So for me, looking at Seven Figure Box, Care Coach Lead, our mission, what are we doing with Fit Town? 
it's like do i do i think that we are we are really adding any value to the world that isn't already being done by someone else like why do we exist like what value do we provide to the world that can't be provided anywhere else what unique purpose do we have and you may or may not ask those questions of yourself i personally just kind of have this like little bit of resentment towards like the status quo that's kind of just naturally within me and if i feel like i am too much of a me too and or just like i'm chasing chasing it because i think there's good financial opportunity that just like that feeling just like doesn't sit well with me and if i don't feel like i'm doing something uh unique or different or special then it's just not worth it for me and i'm just not going to be motivated to do it so i had to take a hard look at fit town and say are we actually adding anything unique into the world or is it possible to restructure our gym or evolve the gym over time in a way that we would actually be providing some kind of unique value to the world and you know you see things like pelotons and tempos and and these apps that are coming out there and orange theories and these franchise gyms and and obviously the globo gym has been around forever and you see those things and it's like okay do are we actually doing anything that is different or more valuable to them or if we were to disappear tomorrow where there actually be a gap in our town in our local area where people would truly be missing something that they don't have access to and and i really believe that i i believe in group fitness i believe in in person fitness you know personal training as well and i believe in coaching and mentoring and i believe that people who who want to be successful who want to live a, a happier healthier fitter life where they're capable of more and they feel amazing on a daily basis i feel that there's a lot of people that are going to be best set up to do that with in-person group fitness and i believe strongly in the group classes i mentioned earlier i came from a, a team sports background growing up and i thrive in a team setting even today when i try to work out on my own if i'm not doing something really specific to like an injury i'm trying to overcome or uh, something i'm trying to train for i i cannot train on my own if i'm just trying to get you know a, a good workout trying to move trying to get stronger uh you know trying to keep my weight from getting out of control or something like that if i'm if i'm doing those things it's it's always going to be better in a group setting you know if i work out a hotel gym or if uh, i'm traveling my workouts really are garbage compared to what i get in a class setting uh, especially what i get at our home gym fit town and i see that trend a lot i see that same thing in a lot of people it's not true 100 percent across the board some people thrive in a one-on-one -on -one setting but i see a lot of people that group fitness is definitely the best option for them to be consistent for the longest period of time and to to get good quality coaching and movement and and camaraderie and accountability and all the social side that comes with it group fitness is the best option for them. So I believe in group fitness and I believe in the future of group fitness. And then the, the second piece of that is what makes group fitness good. And I believe that 
the single biggest X factor and what makes a group fitness experience good is the coach delivering that group fitness experience. Now there's things like programming and the, the facility and the setup and the organization and the lesson plan. There's a lot of factors that go into it. So I don't think necessarily a coach can single-handedly uh, be the only factor here. There's a lot of factors at play and you could have a great program like an Orange Theory has a way of delivering a similar product with a not so good coach and then a great coach because it's a franchise model and they've found a way to create it and be very consistent. And then you have models like CrossFit that have more complexity to them where it relies even more on a better coach because there's more complexity to it. But basically across the board, it, it, it almost always, you're going to hear that the group, the group class instructor, the coach is the X factor that makes or breaks that experience. So when I think about that, that's where it really leads me to believe and, and gets me excited with care coach lead in the direction that we're going of, I believe in the group class coach. I, I believe in the group class and I believe that the group class coach is the X factor in making that great. So you're going to see a shift in our content. Part of the rebrand from seven figure box to care coach lead is that we are shifting to way more content for the coaches. And we're starting a brand new YouTube channel under the care coach lead name, where we're going to be posting videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that are not going to be on the audio podcast. It's going to be exclusive video YouTube content because we're going to be showing you stuff. We're going to be demoing stuff. It's going to be a lot of technical coaching. It's going to be a lot of workout breakdowns and programming breakdowns. So for those of you guys that are familiar with the five levels of the rockstar coach, it's going to be mostly focused on the technician roles and the programmer roles. And then we're going to blend in some of the cheerleader, the director and the coach, but not quite as much. But you'll notice in the way that we talk about even the technical side of things, we're gonna talk about it from the perspective of a rockstar coach. It's not just gonna be talked about from the, the perspective of like, this is right and this is wrong uh, in terms of like the points performance of a movement, but this is how you can present it to your athletes in a way that's gonna get them the most out of it and get the highest buy-in and get them excited to work with you. So hopefully that comes across in these videos of it's not just the technical insights that we're providing, but it's the communication, it's the approach, it's the mindset, it's the energy you bring each day as a coach that's gonna make you get the most out of this technical knowledge that we're gonna give you. So those are gonna be every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube, and we may have some other videos that pop in there from time to time, but we're really committing to YouTube-specific content on those three days. Then for the audio podcast, the goal with that is Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, we're gonna to try to release audio episodes that will not, again, overlap with the videos, but will be new, fresh content. And there will be some more gym owner-specific topics in terms of the audio podcast. There's gonna be a lot of interviews. I'm gonna be bringing on a lot of people that I admire, people that you guys have seen and heard on the show previously, and new faces, new voices that you haven't heard before. So you're going to get a little bit of everything on the podcast. And really the goal is that you guys are, are, are going to get six days a week of new fresh content each and every week, three on YouTube, three on the audio podcast. I may or may not hit those each week, but that's the goal. That's the objective moving forward. 
So I think I'm gonna leave it there for today. That's a lot, I threw a lot at you guys. Um, if you guys have not joined the Rockstar Coaching Group on Facebook, join the Rockstar Coaching Group and then head over to YouTube, look for Care Coach Lead. That's gonna be Care period, Coach period, Lead period. And check out the first uh, video or two, whatever's up there right, right now. Subscribe so you guys are getting updated to any future episodes. And if you haven't yet, get, a, get the YouTube Premium subscription. Not that it benefits me in any way, because it doesn't, but um, you can listen to the videos um, without ads, and you can skip ahead, you can put it in your pocket and just listen to it as like an audio podcast, although a lot of the videos I'm posting on there are gonna be more beneficial to watch them as opposed to just listen to audio. But that's a little hack that has been tremendously valuable for me, and, and I learn most of what I learn now on, on YouTube. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, thoughts, comments, content you wanna see, don't hesitate to reach out. Andrew at fittown.com is still where you can reach me. And I'm looking forward to getting back in the swing of things of consistent content and helping you guys move forward and become better coaches and better gym owners. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for watching.